0: Rock the Musical lands in Newcastle July 18. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock the Musical. Book now.
1: Live at the Civic Theatre Newcastle 18th and the 20th of July.
2: Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata.
0: Good evening, spooksters and all the paranormal people out there. It's Anne and Renata. We are back in studio. We have come back from our travels. We've come back from the dead. Yeah, and we are here to entertain you with all spookiness for the next two hours.
1: Mm, Some say it couldn't happen. Some say I wish it didn't happen, but here we are.
0: Some thought we would never come back.
1: (laughs) Some were hoping we would never come back. But guess what?
0: Yeah, you can't get rid of us. Ruined your
1: plans. We're
0: like that dog poop in the shoes that you can't get out the cracks. In the grooves.
1: (laughs) There's usually a piece of grass in there as well, and it just makes things really horrible.
0: And we've hit the bottom straight away.
1: Mm. Now, Renata, did you have a good time? I had an amazing time, (laughs) an amazing time. Other than nearly breaking my shoulder and having a a racking cough for three weeks, it was fantastic.
0: And thank you so much for sharing that cough with me right at the very end.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. That's what friends are for. Mm,
0: Yes. Um, uh, Most amusing. We were at, was it Crumlin Road Jail? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's one of the ones that we have covered on True Hauntings. And we'd just come out of all the jail cells and she was looking down this long corridor door and the, all the old rock work that was there and the jail cell windows, wasn't looking where she was walking and mm-hmm. went arse over on some stairs that were behind her. That was Bodman Jail, actually. Oh, Bodman. Yeah. Bodman. And um, the the way the stairs were laid out is that she managed to hit her knee, her hip, <laughs> Her Everything. shoulder and her head And,
1: and my head uh, And I always, I always do these things in slow
0: motion You're oh. <laughs> on so thinking like I,
1: can't, I can't stop myself but
0: uh, She's got a broken hip, uh. that's it, the holiday's done <laughs> But no, speaking of mm. Speaking of, we've got an aged care story I do believe <laughs> We do Let's kick it off we with do. an aged care story no, Please no, tell no, me. no,
1: no, 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 no I'm, no, I'm no, going no. with the creepy doll painting Oh, you didn't tell me about that one yeah. Creepy doll painting, this is news of the week uh, And And if you want to see the creepy doll painting, then you have to go to Newcastle Live Radio, the Facebook page, a community page, Newcastle Live Radio on Facebook, community page. And you will see this masterpiece. Now, this masterpiece has actually been shown um, all over the world because people just think it is... Like, look, it's it's close to like a Leonardo da Vinci and a Van Gogh. Right. So, okay. So that's that's just how good it is. Wow. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna have to have a look now.
1: Yeah, you please do. Yeah, I'm just I'm
0: struggling to hear out of my headphones at the moment.
1: It's only coming through (laughs) one ear, so I'm I'm going to try and fix that while you talk. All right. So I'm going to go with the story. A collector claims a cursed doll painting brought a plague of insects into his bedroom, and killed his pet hamster hours <laughs> after. <he bought laughs> home. Is that the
0: excuse he used for his hamster dying? Mm. Was there gaff, gaff tape nearby? <laughs>
1: don't make me lose. I don't went there don't already. Make me lose control, please. Uh, yes. So Dan Smith. Uh, said buying it was the ultimate bad decision as it wreaked havoc on his life, costing him sleep, his health and his peace of mind. Collector Dan Smith said that this cursed painting... Completely ruined his life. Um, now, Dan, thought to be an alias name because, geez, I wouldn't be putting my name to this either, explains in a terrifying eBay listing how he ignored a warning oh, from... An a, eBay listing? <laughs> yes. I missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> how <laughs> he damn it! ignored a warning from a flea market storeholder that no good <clears> can come from this painting. Now he's trying to get rid of it, claiming his fears... Uh, oh, he fears he will go insane if it stays in his house. I don't blame him. You need to take one look at this masterpiece. Well, I'm
0: trying to get it in the oh, oven line now. You'll, so you'll be
1: able to explain to people who aren't seeing it what this glorious piece of artwork looks like. Oh,
0: geez, there's some scary stuff on there, including pictures of us.
1: <laughs> yes. So, <clears throat> it looked adorable with two innocent-seeming dolls portrayed in it, but she was right. Don't be deceived. I don't know whose cursed blood was mixed in with the paint to create this piece, but its powers are strong. Jeez, you're going back a long way. I know. Because I've fair. just re-
0: I've realised I'm on Newcastle Live instead uh. of Newcastle Live Radio, so um, I'm a little slow. Come on, give
1: me a fair cracky. I'm doing well. Okay, the painting shows an old-fashioned doll and a rag doll in a peaceful green background, which oh, yes. reminded it. me of spring or rebirth. How did they get spring or rebirth out of that picture? I have no idea. I have no idea. Isn't it glorious? Wouldn't you love to have that hanging in your house? No. No, I would not. (laughs) But after a nightmare few days, Dan adds how wrong I was as this painting only represents the ends of things. For me, it was my ability to sleep. My pet, my health, my peace of mind, and if the painting doesn't go away, my sanity.
0: So I'll just describe what it is. It's two dolls. Uh, The one on the left is sort of like a little chubby, typical-looking doll in a little pink dress. Um, She's got blonde, short-cut hair and blue eyes. Uh, The proportions of her body are all wrong. Um, The dress is disturbingly short, and you can see disturbingly amount of her inner thighs. Uh, and then we have a little, uh, like a Raggedy Ann doll, but it's got skinny pink arms, skinny legs with little brown shoes on. And looks a little bit like Janet's red hair sticking out everywhere. And just a very simple smiley face and eyes and button nose drawn on. It's, it's not... Leonardo da Vinci.
1: No, no. Dan, based in the US, said he hit an epic losing streak as soon as he took the artwork home. That night he felt an invisible river of chills and later (coughs) woke to find an insect crawling over his face. Horrifyingly, he claims that he then found a crack in the wall with maggots and adult insects crawling out from behind. You don't think that
0: could have been a different cause? Does it have to be the painting?
1: In the morning, he hung the painting on his living room wall. Moments later, he says, he found his beloved hamster dead with the same insects wriggling out of its mouth. Ew. Dan says he is now haunted by the painting. Unable to sleep for five days and plagued by sickness <coughs> and uneasiness. But why pass it on and continue such a terrible legacy, you ask? Dan goes on. Why not destroy it? Well, sure, setting the painting on fire could get rid of the world of the wickedness brought about by the piece.
0: It could get rid of the bloody bad artwork. <laughs>
1: and it could just as easily unleash the evil. The demons. Who's to say that by burning it, I'm not just going to make things 10 times worse? Yeah. No, I don't want to risk that. I'd rather sell it to some poor soul who doesn't believe this story or even scarier (laughs) some brave soul who does. Oh, that'd be us. The painting is believed to date from 1967 and is signed with the scrawled initials MNP. M N P. Yeah. Dan says it could stand for many nightmares or phobias. Could,
0: could stand for Mother Nature's penis. Which?
1: <laughs> okay, which is what the artwork leads to. The auction starts at fifty dollars. Oh. And the seller says, but before you bid, you've been warned. Okay, I've been warned. There you go. But like, it's, it's an
0: ugly painting. At least Janet, the doll that I got you, is interesting looking.
1: Yeah. Now, this painting made so much of a stir that it literally went worldwide uh, and it was shown on several networks all over the world. Yep. I wonder what it sold for. Yeah, I don't know. I don't
0: know. Because that much interest would have then pushed up the price and they would have had, I reckon they they would have got thousands for it. mm
1: that's the way to go. If you've got a really crappy painting at home, you just say that it's possessed. Mm-hmm. You put it on eBay and you go.
0: Oh, it's possessed.
1: It's possessed. There you go.
0: Uh, it belonged to a priest who's now in an aged care home <laughs> 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 and wrapped up with rosary beads. <coughs> oh, <dear. clears throat> That's all we need, isn't it? <clears throat> that's 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 all I, absolutely all right so we've got some questions that are coming in so if you want to know anything about our trip and our shenanigans you can text in a question to zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. we are here in studio this week to answer your questions, it can be paranormal. It can be about the trip. Whatever you want to ask us, mm-hmm. what brand of underwear Renata mm-hmm. wears? Yeah, ask us. We about, can actually tell you a story about it? the trip and the underwear, can't we? Oh, <laughs> we can. You had a brand new pack all ready to go, <laughs> which you bought several years ago. <laughs> what happened, Renata? <laughs> Dug them out. We got a snort. We got a wheeze and a snort. This oh. is a good start to the show. Oh. So you you cracked out the brand new undies out of the pack, and what what happened? <laughs>
1: they didn't fit <laughs> They were too small Which is very, very sad So I had to wear one pair of unders until I could go to the shop and buy um, some bigger ones <laughs> oh.
0: And I wasn't going to offer to share mine <laughs> oh,
1: So embarrassing, oh my god
0: yeah. thought yeah, so One of our first shopping expeditions was for Undy <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
1: always forget something. Yeah. I always forget something.
0: I don't think I forgot anything this time. Mm. But um, I, I was pretty pleased with my packing efforts. I there was only one thing I didn't wear, and that was my jumper. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a raincoat with me, my big poncho, because you know they always say it rains all the time in England and Ireland. Didn't rain.
1: No, we had two drops of rain in yeah. Ireland, and we had hail, um, which was a lot e- more like sleet. Yeah, in the early days uh, while we were in England, that was uh, and that was so delightful. I stood out in it.
0: Yeah, that that was near uh, Minions, yeah. which is another whole story. Yeah, yeah. We might tell people that story after the break. With the scones, yes. the, the hurlers I mean, turned off the scones forever. <laughs> Mm. All right. I think what we'll do is, if I can remember how to do this, we're going to get head off to a song. Now, Renata, does this song have special meaning for you?
1: Mm. No? Which one is it? I've forgotten. Beyonce? Oh, Crazy in Love. Absolutely. Would
0: you like to dedicate this to anyone, Renata?
1: Oh, well, this is to my poor husband who
0: who <laughs> <laughs> has to put up with you. Has
1: to put up with me. <laughs> and he has to stop eating fish now because I'm home yes no more right, fish no more fish Eric no did Sorry. I tell you
0: we went to Muff alright no <laughs> well that's another story anyway and you're on Newcastle Live Radio live with Anne and Renata in studio not a pre-record we have driven like bats out of hell from Gundagai, <laughs> Gundagai. to get to you guys today in time to send you a show and happy Mother's Day to everyone out there and not just the mothers but the mothers of the dogs and the cats and the other kids on the street and the, the mothering mothers and the mother chuckers and anyone else mm. that we can think of. Now, what was I talking about before we went to break? Not about going to Mars. Minions. 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 So um, this was one of the places that we went to on our naughty and uh, haunted road trip Uh and this is where it started off in the little town of Shitterton and we now know why it's called Shitterton don't Mm -hmm. we
1: Mm. why it it smells
0: (laughs) it smells like (laughs) poop (laughs) <laughs> it yes. had a very particular odour to it. But he did. Mm. So um, yeah, well, we've got lots of videos of everything, and they they will eventually get up online. But uh, we also went to a town called Minions mm. because there was a stone circle there called the Hurlers. Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, it's lunchtime-ish. Let's stop and have something to eat. Mm-hmm. And there was two cafes in Minions. We made the mistake of going to the wrong one. We went to the wrong one. <laughs> there was a really smart one that was all painted and, you know, very modern, but it's still quaint. But then there was this other one that was a bit like mum and pop. Yeah. And uh, we thought, oh, we'll we'll go to the more traditional style one instead of the freshly painted one up the road. Okay, the linoleum on the tables that should, have <laughs> should have given it away. Should have given it away. But you put your arm on it and then you try to lift your arm up. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And then there was a, a lovely gentleman that came out in his walker to Greg. <laughs> no, he wasn't <laughs> on a walker, but he wasn't far off. <laughs> And he started to flirt outrageously with oh, us. He did. And he, he did. was saying things to us. He probably really shouldn't have. And then his wife came <laughs> out of the kitchen and she was not happy. But we it didn't appear after that. He he wanted to know did we want the the uh, what was it cream tea? <laughs> Do we want the cream tea? I don't know if we're going to get much out of Renata other <laughs> than a wheeze.
1: So we've gone sure. <laughs> Do we'll you have your traditional cream tea? And he pointed to the window and said, "We've made, we made we're award winning. Yes. We've made the best cream teas for over a hundred years. years or <laughs> yeah.
0: And so cream tea is basically scones, jam, and cream Devonshire tea. We call it. That's them. right. Um, but I like mine with coffee. So um, I got this cup and it was like this little plastic thing that you pulled the lid off the top and then you poured hot water and it drained through the the thing. So it was a little coffee percolator in in plastic in the cup. Uh And um, then came the scotch and the clotted cream.
1: And the scones were like a fist. They were so, they were so big, and we thought, "Yes, oh, they're going to be oh, nice and gold. Oh, homemade oh, scones, oh. Oh. and they're big. Oh,
0: they're huge, so big. huge! And so we sliced into it, and we got the jam, and we smothered it, and put the clotted cream oh. all over it, oh. and then we bit into it <laughs> and broke a tooth.
1: I <laughs> nearly lost a tooth. And, and like, we, we just looked at each other. <laughs> we started to God. get the
0: giggles. What's going on now? And then the, and then the gentlemen's come out and started <laughs> trying to try talking to us again and we couldn't couldn't talk because we couldn't swallow
1: the scones. Oh, good God. Uh, we definitely didn't have enough jam <coughs> and cream to We'd, kill the taste of those five-day-old scones. We did not have enough scotch to wash it down. <laughs> Oh. And then the issue was the wife came out and stood over us until we ate the whole lot. It was like, remember when you used to go to Grandma's place and she'd make something that you really hated? Yeah. And then she'd stand over you to make sure that you ate every single bite. Oh. She was there. She yep, was. she was. It then, was
0: torturous. And then we had to pay for it. <laughs>
1: oh, my Lord.
0: It was like a brick in our stomach. <laughs> it uh, lasted us for many hours, didn't oh, it? absolutely. Couldn't look at anything else to eat. But you've got a story to tell. Tell. Look, we do, and it's Mother's Day, and of course we wanted to bring you a nice, cheery story on Mother's Day yeah. about dead mothers. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. And this is, and it's entitled "A Pleasant Ghost Story." Now, I have to tell you a little funny. Funny little thing about this is that Renard had said to me this afternoon as we're driving back from Gundagai because we were doing some rather late preparation for the show. She said, "Just get some some ghost stories about mothers or something, and and she'll cover something else." And I said, "Okay, I'll do that." So I got home and I've I've pulled up a couple of stories on mothers, and then we've come into studio and I said, oh, "I've got the stories," and Renard's, "Oh yeah, I've got some too." I went, "Hang on." <laughs> Yours aren't from the 1800s, are they? When she went, yes. (laughs) From newspapers, yes. Yes. Oh, bloody hell. (laughs) We've both got the same story. Luckily, there's two. So let me tell you this one. Now, this is from the Cincinnati Enquirer, 16th of September, 1878, on page six. Hmm. Newspaper story. Supposed visit of a dead mother to her child. Now, remember, this is written in the 1800s. a a rather a queer story is told and can be vouched for by over a dozen persons in springfield including bart simpson it appears about three years ago a young man living living in summit got married and in due time his wife gave birth to a child which was a girl when the child was about one year old the mother died about five mi- months later, the young widower became lonely and took unto himself another wife. Jeez, that didn't take long, did it? No. Five months. Ma. Jeez, it wasn't even cold. But before doing so, he took all of his wife's first wife's clothing, packed it in a trunk, locked it up and allowed no one to have charge of the key but himself. Among the clothing put away was her wedding shawl and a pillow his wife had made for her firstborn and also some toys she had bought just before she died. Then he brought home wife number two, who it is said made a good um, as mother as the average stepmothers do. Oh, there you go, an -hmm. average stepmother. Mm -hmm. Things went on lively till one night last week when there was a party at the next neighbor's house. So after putting the babe in its little bed, the father and mother, number two, went over to spend the evening at the party. So did that mean they left the baby around the I hope not. That's just horrible. Oh, different times then. Shortly after they left, two men came along on their way to the party also. They saw a wonderful light in the house as though it might have been on fire. I don't call that a wonderful light. They also heard the cries of a babe as though in great pain. They went to the house and as soon as they reached the door, the light went out and all was silent as a grave within. They hastened on to the house where the party was and told the man what they had seen and heard in his house as they came by. Five or six men, including the owner of the house, started to investigate the report When they arrived, they found every room and door fast as they were when the owner left. On going inside, everything was found to be in its place except the child, which, after a long search, was found upstairs under the bed on which its mother died, covered up with its mother's wedding shawl, and its little head resting on the pillow, its mother made for it, sound asleep. Alongside of it lay its playthings. On examining the trunk, it was found to be locked, and nothing missing except the above-mentioned articles. Now, how the things got out of the trunk, and the key in the owner's pocket, and he um, half-mile from it, and how the child got upstairs is a mystery. The above may sound a little dime novelish, but as we said before, the facts of this case can be and are vouched for by over a dozen respectable citizens of Springfield. Isn't that a beautiful
1: story? I don't know. I'm a bit disturbed no. about the parents being half a mile away yeah. from the child left yeah. alone in the house. Well, I oh, know. That's, that's one point that is very disturbing. But Mama was there. <coughs> Mama was there and was taking care of the baby. Well, it sounds like Mama wasn't really
0: impressed the fact that they left the child alone in the house.
1: Yeah, she probably didn't like the new wife either. No,
0: but, I can't, no. Not, not after five months. Yeah,
1: but uh, we hear these stories and these types of stories appear all the time where um, a, a mother or a father who has passed over still come back and look after their children Mm. and they're like their guardian angels. Yeah, they are. They're there in those times and that's why it's really important for everyone to understand that you can speak to your loved one in spirit at any time. They are there. You don't need to book an appointment with a psychic medium, whatever. Uh, You can have a direct link and you can tell them exactly what you want. And do you, know you know what?
0: It doesn't even have to be, um, you know, if you love them and miss them and all that. If you have some unfinished business and you're pissed with them, you tell them that too. Mm, that's true. Because you get it off your chest mm-hmm. and and let them know how you feel. Yeah. And that clears it for you as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Hey, look, we're going to another song. Do you know we're going to the Irish boy? Yeah. Oh, didn't we? we saw some Ed Sheerans over there. I'm sure oh, lots of Ed Sheerans that, over that there. Orangey and we were in Galway. We
1: were in Galway. And we sang a song at the
0: pub. What shall drunken we do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do, we do with a drunken sailor? sailor? Oh dear. Yeah. Anyway, you can find that on YouTube, and many of our other shenanigans that we got up to. There will be
2: more coming. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio.
0: And it's spooky chat time now with Anne and Renata for all those people who have sent
1: through their questions. Um, what have we got, Renata? Okay, we've got a huge list, so let's see how many we can get through. Now, Jenny P was the first one hey, that Jenny. sent a message through, and she asked, "What? Uh, what was your spookiest? Sorry, I just lost it. Moment of your trip to the UK." Um,
0: spookiest or scariest?
1: Spookiest.
0: <laughs> um, well, I know what my scariest was, but I don't know about the spookiest. Um, oh, look, honestly, there was one moment when we were in Chillingham Castle in uh, the uh, north of England, just before we hit Scotland, and um, we were staying in the Lady Grey suite. And we were allowed to wander around some of the areas in the castle in the evening. And they had a cell that was off one of the the rooms and we were allowed to go in there. And we did, we actually did a live, I think, Mm. and it's up on YouTube. Um, And I was in there. Uh, by myself and there's a, a grate on the floor and if you shine your torch down there, you can see bones down through the bottom of the grate. Mm. And that was that was a bit confronting for me, being in there, knowing that people had been locked up in that tiny little space and we were reaching out trying to talk to them and apparently the bones that are down the bottom are real. Mm. So that, that was probably about the scariest... Um, If we're talking about ghosty things, that's Mm. not not the thing that scared me the most.
1: (laughs) Mm. Well, I had that experience uh, in um, New Forest where we were at the New Forest Inn. Yeah. And it was our first night there and uh, we went to bed. And uh, I woke up in the middle of the night feeling that I needed to go to the toilet, but um, I, wee took, wee time. I took my time. I sort of lay in bed and I thought, oh, it's so nice here. I'm, I'm so tired. Yeah. I'll just stay here. Maybe it'll just all go this away. This was only the
0: second night of
1: being in England. Yeah. And um, as I um, am looking around the room, um, I see this flash of bright light, really, really bright light near the door. And um, it then sort of just slides out of the door room through the wall and I kind of went mm, that's, that's interesting, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting and as I'm thinking about that um, another light appears much duller and a little bit smaller grey like misty and as I'm looking at that that follows the first light out through the wall and I've gone to myself now that's really interesting Oh, but now I really have to go to the toilet. <laughs> uh, and so I did. So um, you
0: were awake and you got out of bed oh, at that yeah, stage. So that, that awake. sort of shows that you really were awake the fact oh, yeah. that she got up and went to the toilet. Yeah.
1: And I had that. And oh, that's of, where we had
0: to go and step down the stairs into the other room, into yes, the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but that was. Really, really very interesting. And it wasn't on our radar as being somewhere it supremely all... haunted. No, and it was actually not in the area that we thought we'd booked the hotel in. It was no.
0: very different. And um, it had a, a church and a cemetery, a oh, graveyard awesome. next to yeah. it. And, we did a live there too. Yeah, and the spring flowers were out and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And I forgot to pay the bill
1: when we left. Yeah. They chased me a week later. <laughs> Now, Karen H. asks, Hi, ladies. Welcome back to the Land and Under. What location or locations in your trip do you wish you had more time to investigate in? Mm.
0: (sighs) What would would have been... I I would have liked more time in skirred Inn without other people there. Mm -hmm. I could say the same about Chillingham Castle. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Chillingham Castle, absolutely. Um, I would have liked more time in... um, Glastonbury, just because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, loved Sheffield, and even though we were oh, there for a long yes. time, we still could have been there it was for a only whole day. two nights that yeah. we were there.
0: But yep. we, it was such a beautiful Airbnb that was the one that we stayed at. That was um, literally the gateway to the cemetery, and there is a video online, and we think we've actually caught—I know—a spirit. Yeah, a, a spirit in the, the video. Yeah. Um, it's quite astounding. We've we've taken screenshots of it and we've sort of examined the, the frames coming up to it and there is no explanation for this this figure that's peering from behind mm.
1: and, the, and it, it doesn't touch the ground. Yeah, and it's it, off it, the ground. It appears and then it disappears. Yeah, really quickly. Yeah, that's fascinating, absolutely yeah. fascinating. Um, <clears throat> oh, look, most everywhere where we went, I think we would have loved to have spent more time Um, Yeah, more time. Um, We have a message from Jules. Hey, Jules. Glad you arrived home safely. Love and light. Maxine says, welcome back, ladies. Now, Barb says, uh, hello, beautiful aunties. Thank you, Barb. So, so, so very glad uh, you're both home safe and sound. Really very happy to have you back. Uh, Just wondering... Sorry, these messages keep on disappearing. Uh, Just wondering, uh, when investigating a paranormal site, if you have a natural predisposition to cyclically feel things or think things, is it possible to work uh, to develop your other (coughs) senses? Or are you best to keep working or refining the senses skills that come naturally to you? Yeah.
0: Um, Can can you put that into English for me? My brain's not working too well. (laughs) So
1: if you're on a site and you do have some psychic skills, so for example you have your very clear audience and you hear things, Mm -hmm. can you develop your other senses or heighten your other senses as well? I don't see why not. It's just I'm
0: not sure how you um, switch off the other sense to work the other senses.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, It's like anything, Barb. I think, you know, all of it is um, muscle work. It it is repetition and it is focusing on that part of your psychic abilities that you want to strengthen. Um, There are different uh, exercises that you can do to strengthen all of your psychic abilities, (coughs) but there will always be one that is probably stronger than the others. And depending on how much time and money you have to go on tours or to do, investigations will depend on how much uh, you actually um, can sort of strengthen uh, the other psychic senses when you're out there. It's I mean, not everyone can go on investigations weekly or whatever.
0: It's a little bit like um, being in theatre or musical theatre that uh, you may be a fantastic dancer, but you, you need to work on your um, singing skills and your acting skills and you get training in that area. And you um, not everyone becomes a triple threat, but you will always have that one thing that you love to do and that you're good at and you feel confident in.
1: Mm. Yeah. Got time for another one. Catherine says, "Um, lots of lovely words. I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. And uh, Sky and (coughs) Chi Chi. Um, I love my oldies. When I worked at Auburn Hospital, they had to put perspex over an emergency exit as clients would break out. And go places. That yeah. is
0: true. Yeah. I, is, I forget
1: where they are. The
0: dementia wards, when they get to a certain stage, they actually have to get locked into those areas for their own safety.
1: Yeah. And Kelly from the Gold Coast says hi. Hi, Kelly. Uh, and Emily says hi. Um, yeah, Jewel says hi. Uh, let, hold on. Let me see. Um, Deborah Ann wants to know where we're off to next. Well, Deborah Ann, fancy should say that. you should <laughs> <laughs> say that. Where are we going next, Ann?
0: Well, on Thursday, we are heading down to Victoria. We are working with Twisted History, Old Geelong Jail, and we are doing some ghost hunting and also some workshops. So this is this coming Saturday night, the 14th of May, and there are still tickets available. You can come and do a ghost hunt with us at the Old Geelong Jail, and that place is amazing, uh, with the team from Old Geelong Jail, so we're working alongside them. Then the next day we have some workshops from 11 till 1. We have Develop Your Psychic Abilities. Uh, And then from two till four, we have uh, some ghost hunting workshops where you learn about the technology and uh, the best ways to investigate and be the most effective paranormal investigator you can be. And then to top it all off, we have our messages from Spirit, which is our tarot show, Mm. where we are like what we're doing here now, uh, but in public reading tarot cards and getting messages from your loved ones on the other side in only the way that Anne and Renata can now to get your tickets for that you've got to look up twistedhistory.net.au I think it was Uh, but if you just search for Anne and Renata Old Geelong Jail you'll find that on the internet Um, but there is only one place to buy the tickets and that is through the Twisted History site so don't get caught by scammers
1: now when we come back after this song we have a question about dreams which i'm going to answer oh nice nice so we
0: are going to head off to a song oh this is what i think most other people in the paranormal world think we want to do (laughs) and andrew and nata are in the studio back for spooky sundays in the flesh you got another question, Renata.
1: Yes, and this one comes from Natasha. I have a question about dreams. My son constantly has a reoccurring dream about an out-of-control train that ends up crashing and the people on the train die. He's quite distressed by these dreams and wanted to know if there is a meaning behind them.
0: He's been watching too much Thomas the Tank Engine.
1: Mm. Um, This one's kind of easy-peasy, but it's not. As with all of these things where dreams are um, involved, it has a lot to do with the person that is having the dream obviously, Uh, and what's going on in their life and why these dreams reoccur. And we're talking about reoccurring dreams that um, are very much the same every time you dream them. And these dreams are quite profound because they have a deep meaning for the person that is dreaming them. And with trains, <clears throat> the the general idea about a dream with a train is that you are on this ride. Okay, this is the train is the journey, the journey of your life, and depending what goes on with the train depends on where you stand in your life or what's going on for you. So the question here is that the train that this um, boy is dreaming about crashes. Yeah, And so the crash in itself uh, is really um, uh, talking about uh, what they might believe is a disaster that's coming up or a big decision that's to be made. And uh, in actual fact, when you look at it from the psychological level, um, it is about the fact that on a deep level, he's working through stuff in his sleep although it's showing up symbolically as a train on a track that heads to a crash. And it's actually a good omen and not a bad omen. It is about the fact that he is going to get through whatever issues are there and uh, he is going to win the day. He's, He's going to survive it. Now, the other part of this particular question is that he sees people dying. Um, or um, because of the crash. Now, this can be uh, a symbol to say that he feels that other people are on the wrong path or on the wrong track. And he knows that they are going to make big mistakes or if it's about himself the people dying actually represent those ideas or those things that he's thinking about that are not going to work out. Right. So symbolically, he's like wiping them and going, well, that's that's going to crash and burn. Uh, And so that's not a good idea. So uh, he may be going through something at this point in time. And in his mind, uh, he wants to be the person in the train that is directing the train down the tracks and keeping going. And he's going to smash through (coughs) these problems and he's going to keep going. Uh, And if this is a reoccurring thing, this may come up when he's very strong or anxious about something and this is just the symbology that, that is being used um,
0: It's not literal for him,
1: yes so it's not literal it's not about the fact that he is actually seeing um, a crash It's
0: not a clairvoyant thing Yeah, it,
1: it is the way his mind is working through problems and issues and it's coming up um, using this sort of dream symbology
0: Now I love how with the other questions that people have texted in you've, you haven't opened the questions the, the messages and seen all the questions You've just said, hello, ladies. Well, you you missed out on this one. Hi, ladies. I always fart when in cemeteries. I do feel relaxed, and that's possibly why. But whatever the reason, I always apologise to the person of the grave I fart in front of. Am I weird, or is this something that has happened to either of you before? This is Jules.
1: Serious question. Yeah, Jules, I I can't (coughs) say that it's something that's happened
0: to me. But what normally happens is if you are with a group of people, um, you try to be a little bit polite about the, the situation you're in and then I find that I hang on to guess that Normally I would just let loose if I was home alone Um, and I've this happens on our tours people's tummies start to rumble Mm -hmm. and grumble and and growl and things and then it just you know sometimes they put headphones on they forget and they let them loose Um, but I do remember in some of my reading that uh, your stomach can uh, churn and produce this gas when you are working with spirit. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but it is one of the reasons why you produce more gas because it's, you know, they talk about ectoplasm comes mm-hmm. from um, the part of the body that I can't remember, the pancreas or something. Uh, and it's the, the stomach juices and everything are all involved in this process and you produce more gas. So maybe it's just that it's a sign for you that, that someone that wants to talk to you or I could be talking crap. Mm. I'm just going to repeat what I remember. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's a good theory. It's a good theory. It's a good theory. Now, look, we actually have to head off to the news. We've got to get through a song before we do that. Um, We might answer some more of these questions when we get back after the break, but we do have some stories for you as well.
2: It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And welcome back for the second hour of Spooky
1: Sundays with your hosts, Anne Rekovich and Renata Daniel. And I'm in the hot seat and I'm going to read you one of these wonderful stories that um, I found about working in aged care centres and what some of the um, assistants and nurses go through. Now, this uh, information has actually been gathered by a uh, company called Hello Care. And And they actually sent out um, a sort of an information thing to ask some of the nurses what some of their experiences are because there is a lot of information around with regard to uh, the elderly uh, having these experiences that are all about seeing their loved ones coming for them um, before they pass. So I'm going to read you some of these stories here. Now walking the halls of an aged care facility at night can be a lonely experience at times and tiptoeing about while others sleep definitely gives the mind enough of a chance to wander. But there are numerous stories of aged care staff who claim that their experiences were actually physical. One anonymous nurse claims that she was pushed while walking down a corridor and another claimed to have felt a slap on the back of the legs while working completely alone. But the most common supernatural experience amongst aged care workers is experiencing call bell alerts in a resident's room after they have died. We heard a multitude of stories from aged care workers who witnessed repeated call bell alerts coming from empty and locked residents' rooms. And many staff also recall hearing new aged care residents speak candidly about witnessing ghostly apparitions after moving into the room of a recently deceased resident. One of the more captivating stories came courtesy of a carer who had spent over 25 years working in the aged care industry, who recalled an experience that involved a resident dying a short time after their birthday. According to this story, the carer had just walked into the hallway to begin her rounds when she noticed a bouquet of helium balloons standing still in the hallway. That they were courtesy of a birthday celebration for a recent deceased resident. The carer continued doing her rounds until eventually, feeling as though someone was behind her, she turned around only to notice that the balloons had followed her on her rounds all the way into the office. Yeah, but that happens sometimes with static. Shush. Oh God. Causing the carer to walk outside and set the balloons and the residents soul free. Oh, you had to spoil that one, didn't you? Eh? I'm sorry. <laughs> now, ex-nurse Carmi Walker grew up knowing that she wanted to be a nurse and her early days training um, was in an extremely old hospital in England. Bought, um, And that brought with it a number of experiences that were very out of the ordinary. I was working night duty with another girl in the Florence Nightingale ward and we looked after 30 patients who were behind curtains we heard the big doors open very clearly because they were massive and made a very distinct noise said Kami. We both assumed that it was the night sister doing her rounds and we were waiting for her to poke her head through one of the curtains and say hello. We eventually grew suspicious after not seeing or hearing anything so we looked out from behind the curtain and we saw this thing that looked like an old wool nurse making its way up the ward. Now, Kami continued, the person we saw was wearing the old style big hat and old uniform with the cape and we could only see the figure from the knees up. As it turns out, many people had seen the same thing and it was believed that this was the ghost of the old night nurse still doing her rounds. It's Florence. And the reason we could only see her from the knees up was because the floor had been renovated and she was still walking on the old floor below the ones that we were actually walking on. There's a story exactly like that at Newcastle Hospital.
0: Ah, and also the story about the Roman centurions. Yes. Where the road was uh, much lower
1: back then yeah. so it's residual Residual. so one thing that became very clear when looking into this subject is that the majority of aged care staff who claim to have had supernatural experiences seem to have handled these situations with an amazing sense of poise in fact some aged care staff even adjust their style of care to include the spirit of a resident one aged care worker shared a heartwarming (laughs) story about how staff (coughs) at their facility ensure that palliative residents have a lamp that emits a soft light that stays on at all times and that a window or sliding door is always left open a fraction as most staff at this particular facility believe that this stops a person's soul from being trapped in their room. As obscure as this sort of ritual may sound initially, many aged care staff actually revealed that they also did similar things that they felt assisted the residents in the afterlife.
0: Yeah, and it's more for the the staff than the the people that have passed, but it makes them feel better. Yeah, it gives them something concrete they can do.
1: Yeah. And generally speaking, a lot of aged care staff tend to be very easygoing and have an extremely practical attitude. So it should come as no shock when one of the aged care staff who was asked about her experience replied, Who? The ghosts? Yeah, well, they're always here. No, Isn't that nice? That is nice. Yeah. I... um."
0: I have the privilege of working in aged care as a music humour therapist, as many of you know, and uh, uh, to watch the the nursing staff and the aged care staff sit with someone who's in their final stages, their end of life journey. They call it. Um, it takes a special soul to do that, mm. and they do it with such dignity. And, and they have most of them have some stories about um, weird things that have happened when people have passed. Mm. Mm.
1: Well, I know I was there when my father passed mm-hmm. and um, he uh, made sure everybody had gone home, mm-hmm. which is what he, they, they often do for some odd reason. Uh, a lot of people who pass do not want their loved ones to see them at that stage. And I told the whole family to go and I said I'd, I'd sit with him mm-hmm. um, just to see how it goes. And I'd actually gone out and uh Called my husband and said, I think I'll be home soon because he seems absolutely fine. I, I don't think anything's going to happen. He'll be absolutely fine. When I walked in, all hell had broken loose as far as he was concerned. And I called the nurse and everything. And um, my father sat bolt upright in his bed, looked into the corner and said, So what happens now? <laughs> what?
0: So, I'm covered in goosebumps. Yeah. So
1: what happens now? And then the final stages occurred which I won't go into. Yeah. But I I will remember that forever.
0: Wow. yeah. And I was with my mum when she passed and I was on the toilet. And I've told this story before. I was on the toilet and they said that she wasn't wasn't going to last much longer, a couple of hours, and we had these beautiful tubular, tubular bell chime out the back and I heard three distinct bong, 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 which if you know how that those bells work, yeah. they've got a bong, a, a piece of wood in the middle, a bong, <laughs> uh, uh, surrounded by <laughs> tubes. So to, for it to ring evenly, on the one tube three times is bloody hard. And at that moment I knew that she had passed and then I heard them all calling her out saying, Anne, quick, quick, she's going and uh, raced out there to um, see her take her final breaths. Mm. Yeah. Do you mm. think we've got uh, time for a quick, quick a question? A okay. Hello, ladies, awesome ladies. This is Tammy. Firstly, love your show and podcast. Absolutely fabulous. My question is, how is it that one particular family moves into a home and experiences a haunting, but the previous family and the next family doesn't? I've heard it's all about the particular energy some people give out. This is really easy to answer because it's not the house that's haunted it's the family Mm. it's nothing to do with the house so it's the family that has got something with them that is trying to get their attention so wherever they live they're going to have things going on until they pay attention to it
1: Mm. although so i I have um, experienced people who have uh lived or multiple people that have lived in one house and um one person has said that they have had an experience and the next person hasn't. And it's certainly not been a, a spirit associated with the house, uh, with with them. It is certainly a house spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, is it because
0: they have abilities to uh, tap into that sort of thing, whereas the other people yeah, don't?
1: absolutely. They're more open, maybe. Yeah. They're more open to it. Um, there's some sort of a connection. Um, m- maybe the spirit leaves when they go. Mm-hmm. And the, the spirit says, that's, that's enough. I've, I've done my time. Um, yeah. I can't. Can't cope with somebody else coming in. I'm, I'm out of there. Or
0: well, the spirit doesn't like what's going on in their house. True, <laughs> that's happened before. Oh, thank you, Tammy, for that. That was a great question.
1: Mm. So we're going to our next song, and um... are we liking Renata's songs? Let me know zero four nine
0: zero eight four triple eight six. I want to get a poll to see if she's done some good choices or not. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> that was something different. It was. <laughs> it wasn't. Welcome back to the studio.
1: Oh no! <laughs> but welcome back to the studio with your host, Anna Renata, here on sticky Our CBS. words are starting to slur together, together a little Lurre. bit.
0: Lurre. We we have been very busy lassies mm-hmm. and uh, we we are putting on a brave, shining, smiley face of non-exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Is that correct, Renata? Absolutely. I have got a book in front of me that has a story. Mm-hmm. And that story is that we first discovered this at Sheffield Cemetery. Mm -hmm. So as we were saying earlier, we stayed in the Sexton's Cottage, and I have to say that very carefully, Mm -hmm. uh, and it had um, two lovely little beds in there, a brand sparkly new kitchen and bathroom, very comfortable, and they had some books. They did. And there was one book that particularly took my uh, fancy. My fancy. It was called Awful Ends. The British Museum Book of Epitaphs. This is my Banff. <laughs> epitaphs, because I want to say epitaphs mm-hmm. and put a TH in it. Yep. Um, and it's actually a collection of things that were found on headstones or memorials that were written for various people. And I found some very funny ones in there. Mm-hmm. And I thought I might like to read one or so for you because we've got some great questions as well and I wanted to get back to the questions but I also wanted to read you one of these. Absolutely. Okay. So this one was, um, it's quite long but uh, it was about a lady who had passed uh, and I don't think that she was... Uh, Well liked by all. And it reads, Here lies the bodies of Thomas Bond and Mary, his wife. She was temperate, chaste and charitable, but she was proud, peevish and passionate. She was an affectionate wife and a tender mother, but Her husband and child, whom she loved, seldom saw her countenance without a disgusting frown, whilst she received visitors whom she despised with an endearing smile. Her behaviour was discreet towards strangers, but independent in her family. Abroad, her conduct was influenced by good breeding, but at home by ill-temper. She was a professed enemy to flattery and was seldom known to praise or commend, but the talents in which she principally excelled were differences of opinion and discovering flaws and imperfections. She was an admirable economist and without prodigality dispensed plenty to every person in her family, but... Would sacrifice their eyes to a farthing candle. She sometimes made her husband happy with her good qualities, but much more frequently miserable, and uh, with her many failings. Insomuch that in thirty years cohabited cohabitation, he often lamented the um, now. I've got to get this. The Morga of her virtues so that's in spite of her virtues had he not in the whole enjoyed two years of matrimonial comfort at length finding that she had lost the affections of her husband as well as the regard of her neighbours family disputes having been divulged by servants she died of vexation July 20th and 1768 aged 48 years her worn out husband survived her four months and two days and departed his life November 28, 1768 in his 54th year of age uh, William Boyd, brother of deceased erected this stone as a weekly monitor to the surviving wives of this parish that they may avoid the infamy of having their memories handed to posterity with a patchwork character
1: oh my god ouch <laughs> oh, they're like <coughs> <coughs> wow Yeah. That's a mic drop. Yep. Oh. Um, That'd
0: be a big stone. Yeah. Normally, once somebody dies, everyone says lovely things about them.
1: They're not always. No. No. No,
0: not in this case. I thought that was a classic. Yeah. There's a a few others in there which I might dig out over the next couple of weeks. Um, Please forgive my coughing and spluttering, but I had a certain friend who shared my water bottle with me when I was away and um, gave me her...
1: Disease. (sighs) Did we tell you that we went to Muff? No. (laughs) No. You no. Go ahead and. Yeah. Regale, the story of Muff. Well, look, we, we wanted to get to Twat,
0: but we couldn't get to Twat because no. we had to catch a ferry boat and Renata doesn't do watery passages. No. Uh, so um, we we decided we'd go to Muff. We, we found Muff in, in Ireland. It was uh-huh. right up in Northern Ireland. Um, and we headed up that way. And uh, the first thing we did is we, we got across the little border of the town and there was the sign, Welcome to Muff. And we've gone... Pulled to the side of the road, got out and taken photos and looked up in (laughs) front of us. (laughs) Was an ice, ice cream, cream parlor, shop. yes. It was pink, it was called Chocolicious or something yes, like Chocolicious. that. And it was the most amazing looking building I've ever seen. So we've pulled over into there and got ourselves well, I did anyway. I got no, a No, it was lickalicious, it was, oh, li- it, it was lickalicious in muff, muff, <laughs> muff lickalicious. There we go. So it just gets worse. Uh, I, I had a um, what was that, Biscoff, yeah. Biscoff Sunday. Oh yeah. my god, it was good. And then we drove further into Muff and we, we wanted to, um, we'd heard from our Airbnb host that there was a um, distillery there mm-hmm. and they sold, sold liquor. Mm-hmm. So we wanted, it, and the shop was called Muff Liquor. So we were quite determined to find Muff Liquor and um, we, <laughs> we wanted to. It
1: was Yeah, we
0: Yeah, we wanted Muff Liquor t-shirts. <laughs> we um, t- but I, I we, apparently they don't sell to the public. They only sell online. But we did go to the local grocery store where they do sell alcohol and I did find some potato vodka mm-hmm. muff liquor for my son which as soon as he got home he, he ripped that lid off and had a, a swig and said the muff liquor was very good mm. um, and then we went searching for t-shirts for muff liquor um, we did sadly miss the scuba diving club <laughs> um, apparently just down the road from where we were you could sign up and I would have loved to have signed I my husband like, up I
1: would like a t-shirt
0: um, and If you joined up the scuba diving club, of course you became a muff diver. Uh, but we, i going to lose Renata, surely. This is for real, guys. We we are not making this stuff up.
2: It's for real. So we then
0: went looking for the muff liquor T-shirts, um, but I, we couldn't find, we found the guy who made them. Yes. We think, we couldn't quite understand a word he was saying, because uh-huh. up Northern Ireland the accent, the, the accent gets quite thick, um. But we, we did see t-shirts that had I like the capital I and then a love heart yeah. and then in big letters muff oh. <laughs> and underneath that it had Donegal County Don, uh, Donegal Northern yep. Ireland Northern yep. Ireland so of course we've we've purchased t-shirts said t-shirts um, At exorbitant prices yeah I think you saw us coming oh. um, coming in muff <laughs> um, and. <then laughs> Right, so look, we, we this is all leading to the fact that we're going to be away next weekend. We've done a pre-record for you guys. So there, and let me tell you, Renata loses it completely. You've got to listen to next week's episode. Um, there is just something about a weed whacker. <laughs> she didn't cope at all. Um, so I I had my... Cause I had the muff t-shirt on, and I'd forgotten that I had the muff t-shirt on. And we th- we were hu- we'd finished one recording, and then we had to record True Hauntings. So I said, "Let's go grab some lunch." So I'm walking down to Coles there, and there's people looking at me and they're laughing. And I'm going, "Why? Why are people looking at me?" Because I'm walking with Renata, and then I've looked down at my shirt and realised I had "I love muff" on my t-shirt, uh, and with food built on it as well. <laughs> It was not a good look. So, and then I, I sort of ran into Coles and said hello to one of our fans that are in there. That I said, "Look at my t-shirt I'm wearing! Oh my god!" So then I spent the rest of the time with my arms folded over my boobs, trying to hide the fact that I had "I love muff" all over my shirt.
1: True ah, story. True story. It, true it
0: story. could m- only happen to Muff us. Muff
1: is an amazing place and you kind of think, oh, you can no, make Muff so is, much money. It's not it's an makes- amazing place. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, but
0: yeah. Yeah. It, it was worth the two and a half hour drive to get there <laughs> just for that. It was worth it for the Biscoff Sunday. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm going to say. It was, it was. Oh.
1: And welcome back to Spooky Sundays. And uh, we have the delightful Christy with us for Christy's Spiritual G-Spot.
0: What? Oh. <laughs> I like magical moments
3: better.
0: What button on that one? <laughs> Can we get "I love muff" on that t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> as well?
3: Yeah. <laughs> a side of
0: fish
1: <laughs> Oh dear,
0: we're just going to hell in a basket.
1: <laughs> How are you, Christy? I'm good. I'm really good.
3: I had. Uh, I went to work today, but I had lovely family dinner at Lee's Kitchen at Charlestown. Big shout-out to them Oh, yes. <laughs> Best yum cha. <laughs> good to me nearly every week. Hello, Coco. <laughs> yes, Coco was there working a little freckle off tonight, mm-hmm. so they were very busy. But yes, it's Mother's Day, and um, if you hear strange noises in the background, it's Jeddah. She's sound asleep in her blanket, and oh. she does tend to
2: snore. Oh, Jeddah's a dog.
3: <laughs> but being it's Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. <laughs> I like
0: the way she's saying, <laughs> saying that. It,
3: say it however you want. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Your but mother. today we're going to be talking about something very common on Mother's Day here in Australia, and that's... Chrysanthemum flowers. Oh, I can't say that one.
2: Chrysanthemums. chrysanthemums. Yes.
3: <laughs> so mm-hmm. Chrysanthemums. Mm-hmm. And there's a weird E in the middle of that word, too, by the way. That doesn't belong there, but chrysanthemums. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> chrysanthemum the chrysanthemums. The chrysi flowers, yes. <laughs> yes. Or they're commonly known as mums, which I've never heard them called, but there you mm-hmm. go. Oh, but, okay. Um, they're a flower that um, begins to bloom in autumn, which is why they're pretty much associated with Mother's Day, because it's about the only thing blooming at this time of year.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but chrysanthemums they come in a range of colours, from white, purples, yellows, reds, to right through to rusty orange and brown. And they actually do have a very rich history of folklore and myth behind them. And they've been used in medicine and magic for a long time. So I guess that the first known records of Chrysanthemum cultivation and use is from three Thousand years ago. Oh, oh good heavens.
1: heavens.
3: I know. So the Chinese cultivated them and the herbalists used them to brew the blossoms into tea um, that was thought to be rejuvenating and said to restore youth to those who were aging. Mm. Not saying any names.
2: Don't no, point the finger.
3: Don't, don't. Just don't the old ladies you. that
0: fall over and try don't. to break their hips. <laughs>
3: their head on
0: their way down <laughs> but she saved the cameras I'm just I do,
1: saying I always oh, that's do right. I always do
3: <laughs> but the chrysanthemum seems to be like more of an all purpose medicinal plant so it's being used as a cure for everything from dizziness to poor vision to hypertension and to the common for the common cold mm. um, but from a magical standpoint these beautiful flowers are associated with the sun itself and often associated with fire. So when I, have you seen like the orange chrysanthemums before? No. They're just, oh, Google them and have a look. At, so they, they sometimes get confused with marigolds.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Even though they're the same family as the daisy, they get confused because, you know, how those marigolds have those beautiful, rich orange-brown colours. The mm-hmm. so yep. chrysanthemums also come in those. Um, but the flower, the bloom itself is actually quite bigger than a um, marigold. Yes, they were associated with the sun and with fire. Mm-hmm. And in some traditions, they're actually the centrepiece for funeral decorations and most commonly used on grave memorials. Yes. Um, in, because in, they're blooming at this time of year. Absolutely.
1: So in the, It used to horrify the, my parents about the, the whole chrysanthemums and uh, Mother's Day because in our traditions, uh, chrysanthemums are funeral flowers. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. mm it was um, Roman's mother's favourite flower,
0: I think. Oh, I don't know. I can't yeah, they remember. are very pretty. Yeah, I just I okay. Googled.
2: Mm.
3: Yeah. But with the flower itself, you can actually dry the flower heads themselves and you can actually use them as a loose leaf incense blend. So you can grab your cauldron and you can grab um, some charcoal, light it up. really good to burn it with some dragon's blood um, resins. Um, and the the actual flower themselves. So they don't actually have a strong aroma when you smell a chrysanthemum. No. Um, But really good, I guess, with protection. So in a, I guess, a metaphysical thought, um, chrysanthemums come in handy when working in the spirit world. Um, And there is an author called Ellen Duggan who says, quote... In ancient times Greeks would wear garlands of chrysanthemums to keep away the dreaded evil spirit.
0: Oh, I like a good garland.
3: Mm. <laughs> I've <laughs> oh, just had a really bad image <laughs> Oh God I want to mind. Oh dear But yes dancing naked under the moon Is all well and good as long well as you've got a garland in that,
0: That's oh, right. correct We've been invited yes. to one of those functions haven't we Renata we In September have, Yeah we, have. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we, we have. have I'll be leaving my
0: clothes on
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: oh, Just a that's private fun. one for you
1: Christy mm. Alright. Yeah that'll just but, but, That, that but, will but, deserve in
2: which
1: Yes go ahead what? No, it's all right. Oh, I
3: was going to say, All right, I'm going. So for the modern witch, the chrysanthemum is a fabulous protective autumn flower that wards the home and keeps away wandering ghosts. Oh. Now, I don't want to do that. I'll, I'll welcome anyone going past to stop on in and say hi. Yeah. Um, but I guess not everyone is of that same mind. So if you feel you'd like to um, have that next level of protection around your home, then beautiful chrysanthemum flowers will definitely do
1: that. And it's actually quite interesting because I often go for chrysanthemums when we uh, are doing our tours, and we do the the stopover at the cemetery at the end. Oh yes, this and, is true. and yes. so um, we do that on Friday night. Yeah, Friday? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the flowers that I normally go for are chrysanthemums, and everyone gets a chrysanthemum, and they go uh, and check out a particular headstone or grave that hasn't been um, visited for a really long time, and they leave um, a flower as just as a gift gift. So there you go.
0: Yeah. I really yeah. like that, that. what you do with that actually mm. um, I, I, I think some people think when we have the ghost tours up there that yeah, as you have said before you're dancing naked on the graves and slaughtering chickens but mm. they're not. We're wandering around with flowers and um, seeing if there's any synchronicities or anything that we've drawn to that rings true to us and uh, placing a flower for someone who
1: may not have had one for a long time Absolutely. It's beautiful. And I think it's yeah. a beautiful thing to do that's well, lovely. thank you, Christy, very, very much. We know that you're a very, very busy lady and even getting uh, even more busier as the months will go on. Yeah. Um. But we, we hope that you continue to um, come here. And, and thank you and for
0: for doing all those records for us so that uh, we had your magical moments whilst we were away. We appreciate the time you took to do
1: those. Oh, I- You're
3: welcome. I'm still waiting for my intro to you. Yeah. My little musical intro cue. Well, <laughs> I now that we've
1: got your proper proper um, name for your um, you know particular <laughs> segment, um, which I am standing by. No, Christy's spiritual spot. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, uh, vote people vote. That's what all. That's all I have oh, to say. All right. Do we no, want no.
0: magical no. moments or do we want Christy's G spot? Text your answer through to zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six, please. Yeah, let's sort this out tonight. Now we've got a big question I'd like to get to before we finish up tonight from okay. Rachel. So thank
1: you so much, Christy. Thank see you next all week. Bye. Bye. I'll see you all on tour. Bye. Welcome back everyone. Now we have a uh, wonderful question that has been sent into us and we want to get into it before the end of the show. Yeah,
0: there's a lot going on with this so we'll try to get it done as quick as we can. This is Rachel from Maitland. Glad you had a wonderful holiday. Thank you. Um, just want your thoughts about our house. It was built 30 years ago. We bought it three years ago and when we first moved in there was a fair amount of energy here. Doors opening by themselves knocking on the walls in the corner of our bedroom when we were trying to sleep always seven knocks a picture jumping off the wall in the hallway and exploding in a shower of glass the string holding it was intact and the hook solid so no explanation for this one night I walked into the spare room to close the curtains and into a huge black shadow it made me jump out of my skin it was about seven foot tall humanly shaped things have been quieter lately I do a lot of positive energy work and burn incense and sage etc but the last couple of weeks when i'm doing uh, a self reading or spell work i have had smoke alarms go off this has happened four times with three different alarms two of which are brand new and all have new batteries and no incense burning when this happens so can't blame that any thoughts lots of love from rachel in maitland
1: That's a lot to unpack there. Mm, It's a lot to unpack and it's not enough information. And um, it's interesting because people will often um, send a message to us and go, um, our house is haunted, end of story, Mm -hmm. or they'll write one thing Mm -hmm. and we're supposed to try and work out what's going on. Um, out of that one thing and one of the things that we do when we encounter stories like this or when someone rings us up is to actually conduct an interview we actually sit down and we have as long a discussion as it takes to really unpack everything that is going on so from what we've read or what you have read this is poltergeist activity
0: yeah, and you've got a shadow figure in there as well. Um, just the, the logical brain kicks in here with the smoke alarms. Um, just make sure that you don't have any dust or mould that might be growing in there. We've had so much rain and humidity for weeks and months that you could have just a build-up of muck inside them. So get your vacuum cleaner out with a little furry head on it and give it a good suck. Mm -hmm. And that might clear that issue out.
1: Um, now uh, this lady sounds as though she's quite open to spiritual work or working with energy so that makes her quite super sensitive <coughs> to things that are going on and she will notice um, small details of change so that's one thing that normally a normal person who isn't uh, interested in that may may um, not even know is going on I'd like to know more information about the house exactly who lives it is, in the house um, who lives in the house um, you know is there any history behind the house that we need to look at uh, You've lived there for about three years with things kind of being settled and now all of a sudden things have exploded a little bit. Uh, but so now, now they're settling again. Now they're settling yeah. again. So w- it would be interesting to know a little bit more about um, what was happening when things were really going off um, and whether it had anything to do with major changes um, within the house or whether you were doing any construction work or anything uh, within the house itself. Or anyone within in trauma, in trauma the house. Yeah, because sometimes um, small things like renovations will set things off and sometimes uh, also stress within the family um, can also start to do things. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, the rallies aren't showing up and um, making themselves known. And that could be also for a particular reason if someone in the family is going through stress. Um, It may not be just a general kind of sense of it's a random thing that is going on it may be connected to family the dark um, uh, shadow figure is interesting but as we say because it is dark It doesn't necessarily suggest that it is evil. It Mm -hmm. only lacks light. It is the way that this energy is showing (coughs) up. They might not have
0: the energy to um, manifest any further than a shadow. mm,
1: Yeah. So it it would be, again, interesting to kind of note and see where that occurred. Um, So we would have to do an interview. We would have to come into the house and um, have a bit of a a look around and sit down um, and And see what was going on. So it's it sounds, um, yeah, it can sound quite scary for someone who is going through that. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to reach out to us um, and send us a message and we can sort of look into it a little bit more for you, um, please do so. Yep.
0: Happy to, to help if we can. Um, shout out to Sandra, who said she's loving the music tonight. Good job, Renata. Thank you, thank you. Um, we've also got Bernie, who uh, is listening <laughs> and supposed to be working by the sounds of it. Hi, Joanne Masters. Um, she's loving the tales of Muff, and so is Robert. Uh, hi, Robert. Uh, now, the polls are in, in regards to Christy's magical moments or Christy's, what was it? Spiritual G-spot. G-spot. <laughs> I won. You disappoint me. I (coughs) won. (coughs) Uh. (coughs) Not one person voted for mine, you buggers. (laughs) Eric and Natasha, um, who was that there? Um, uh, Natasha, I think, said double dibs on that. Um, Catherine, uh, Karen, uh, they've all voted for... The G-Spot. Thank you. I'm thank sorry, you, Christy, you. I tried. I really did try.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, I love you guys. All right, you so are
0: my people. Next week. Yes. Now, the team is taking over for us at Maitland Jail yet again mm-hmm. as we jet off to Melbourne mm-hmm. to go and work down there for a few days. So mm-hmm. keep out an eye out on YouTube, Anne and Renata, Ghost Grannies, mm-hmm. um, so that you can follow our uh, shenanigans down there. Then we'll come back for two days and we head off to Norfolk Island for a week and a half mm-hmm. where, once again, we're working. We're running some ghost tours and frightfully good holidays down mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we've got pre-records coming for you guys, so please keep listening. Listening so that our bosses love us, that we are still keeping the show running while we're yes, gone. Yes, please. And then we have... Um a few little surprises coming up. There might be an international holiday in January next year that you guys need to start saving your pennies for if you want to come with oh, us. it's going to be freaking international awesome. International, frightfully good, haunted holiday
1: with mm-hmm. the Anne and Renata. Mm-hmm. 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 Just a teaser. But On. we have to go. We've got to go. Yep. Uh, we're going to leave you with a, with a great song that um, really describes us at this particular point in time uh, and especially at... At, um, 5 to 10 tonight, <coughs> I would dare say, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure whether that fits us, but you know, we'll give it a crack.
0: Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening while we're away. Thanks for texting us. Uh, we love you all. We'll see you on the dark side. And remember. Oh, please stay spooky. Bye, guys.
2: Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays. When the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm... Only on Newcastle Live.